Welcome to the It's Her Business Podcast. My name is Eva. I'm your host. And here we talk about how to scale your business through group programs, virtual retreats, your service-based business from zero to six to seven and beyond figures. So let's get started. Hi, guys. So um, this is going to be probably the most difficult episode that I've ever recorded. And I'm going to try my best to not re-record and just share with you honestly what I just went through. Ah, um, as you guys uh, heard in my last episode, I, you know, week eight is really a, a, a week of deep spiritual work for me where uh, it's not just a time off, it's not just a vacation, but it's time where I get to uh, do some uh, growing up, right, and unblocking, and sometimes um, when you do it right, it can be the hardest thing you've ever done because you're abandoning the old ways of being and, um, and abandoning an old identity. And that can be a very, very, um, difficult process, sometimes full of grief and difficult moments and really letting go, which, which can be quite painful because the ego is very much attached to the old ways of being right because that's what we're used to so i'll just share with you guys and this is you know quite controversial (laughs) for the sake of controversy but i decided to do uh two ayahuasca ceremonies and i've talked about plant medicine before but uh, i've never actually done ayahuasca i did uh, iboga which is a different plant which more works on uh you know detoxing your emotional physical mental body of you know, old patterns, ayahuasca is, is, is a little bit of a different, a different uh, thing. But I, I want to just share my experience with you. And I don't know who this is going to help. But I, I just want to share with you honestly what I experienced. And what that I don't want to say what that did for me, because it's still going on. And I'm still in integration at the time of recording this. So Um, and before I go there, I I also want to, I also want to tell you like, this isn't, um, your experience with ayahuasca is going to be very, very, very different because everybody's experience is completely different because what you're shown is very personal to you and what you need, depending on where you are on the journey. So your experience is going to be nothing like mine. So I just wanted to say that. So, um, first, you know, you guys are curious probably about logistics. So I did the ceremony about 45 minutes from uh, where I live. You know, we stayed on site and I was driving back and forth to be with Lexi in between ceremonies, you know, logistically wise, when you decide to take something like this on, you know, the ceremonies are typically overnight. Um, and they last from about, you know, hours last about 12 hours from 6am to about, you know, 5am the next morning, you don't sleep. It's interesting. There's, you can't sleep because the brain is going and then, uh, by, you know, the evening next day or by the afternoon next day, you're completely able to, you know, drive, do whatever you want, you know, you feel as if you have slept. And I think part of it is, uh, you know, during the first ceremony, the body actually slept, I think, (laughs) which is uh, interesting. Uh, But uh, I'll just share with you sort of what happened. Um, So the first ceremony, I I had an intention to experience what I actually was. So, uh, and it's very hard for me to talk about it and and not get emotional about it. But um, 
but I experience what it actually feels like to move through the levels of consciousness. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we took the medicine about 6 p.m. and by 7 p.m. ish, um, I think, uh, you know, you lose a sense of time really, but, uh, but I was moving up through the levels and I was uh, somewhere in the 500s. I know that because I was starting to feel completely incapacitated. That's the word by and overwhelmed by love. There was this feeling of love. I, it was completely like I could not think of Lexi, my daughter, because when I did, it was so completely overwhelming. I couldn't even, um, I was crying so hard and I was like, oh, okay, I don't want the people around me to think, you know, something is wrong. And then it's like, I didn't have enough tissues. And it wasn't just about Lexi. It was like overwhelming love for myself and the people who were there and the, uh, you know, people who work for me and, and so on. And it was completely incapacitating. It was overwhelming to feel this level of love. And the last time I felt that anywhere near that one was one when Lexi was born. So if you remember when your when your child was born, you're just so, you know, in this like state of like so much love, but also like in tears about it. Like that's kind of like what I was and it, and it was, I think, much stronger on some in some ways too. And then, as I started rising, um, then it was this overwhelming, just undescribable beauty. And um, it's not it's not like I was hallucinating. I, I wasn't because you open your eyes, you're good, but uh, but uh, you see the visuals in front of you of imagination, of unbelievable beauty and and shapes and colors that are just beyond imagination and the music uh was just unbelievable and then at some point um i don't know i want to guess you know a few minutes later um i just noticed that i i wasn't the body anymore and that was that was an interesting experience where all of a sudden uh, i could be the body or not be the body right and i was kind of switching in and out just out of fun and um and it was interesting and it was kind of funny uh because at, at some point i you know the body was doing its own thing and and um it would you know get up and walk to the bathroom and it was it would do its thing it would take care of its needs and it was like all right well the body is doing its thing i don't have to worry about it and that was that was uh that was that was you know interesting um to see the choice between being the body and not being the body, right? And what I, I, I will like, it, it just, it was just so obvious uh, in that moment, just the density of being the body, it's, it's, it's kind of a drag. Anyway, I was like, oh, okay. It was, it was a little bit heavy to be the body and then not be the body and just kind of uh, just experiencing uh, being the spirit and, and that was uh there was you know i you sort of know that's what enlightenment is is uh literally just not identified as the body and just real is the realization of the self and and, and you kind of know that but uh, you know that intellectually but you're not really uh, you know experientially that was the first time i actually got it i I got it. Oh, this is what it is. It's just experientially, it was, it was experience. And, uh, you know, it's just something that can't be described. Um, and so that was, that was absolutely amazing. 
and then there was the and there was there was the realization of the um i started literally laughing and cracking up it was the realization of the comical nature of the the entertainment that uh that we get uh kind of sucked into right the entertainment of the world and and the things that we chase and and this and that and it was kind of comical that the things that the dramas and the the comical nature of how we entertain ourselves and uh, just that there was this just um you know it's it's hard to describe but it was like the just the how do I how do I say this? It was like oh you know just the notion of wow like this is this is what I've been entertaining myself with and none of it really matters you know so it just became kind of comical to see like what we do and uh, and all the worries and all the concerns that we have is just so so you know from from a higher level of context just becomes sort of meaningless. So that was it was that was that and and then there were basically uh hours of being shown basically anything and everything that i wanted to see it was uh instant answers to any questions and it was not just the answers it was more like obviousness of everything is the best way i could describe it it's like uh, the questions didn't need even need to be asked because everything uh, the context of why we're here, what we're here for, what's happening, you know, uh, the context, the nature of our relationships, it was very obvious. Uh, I guess that's the how the answers were coming. It was just like, it was just obvious. Everything just was very, very obvious. And um, and then, then that was sort of the first ceremony, which was just beautiful. Uh, and it just was beyond anything that I've ever experienced and it was absolutely wonderful and and you know that is not to say that other people had the same experience in fact I don't think anybody else um had a similar experience in the first ceremony I think people just have uh very very uh different experiences now my second one was almost like an opposite of that it was grueling and it was very difficult and um, my intention with it for the second ceremony was uh, show me what I need to transcend to move towards being that. Because I think what uh, Ayahuasca did for me was to show me what I'm working towards, right? The, the unconditional love and the, the, you know, being the self, right? versus the body and, and whatnot and my intention for the second ceremony is show me what's in the way and I knew before asking that it would not be you know I didn't know that but I sensed that it would uh, not be an easy thing to be shown and so um, it was a very very difficult journey for me and it was difficult in the sense that I couldn't quite interpret it. And I was very, very blocked uh, for most of the ceremony of what is it that I was experiencing. But I was very much um, at the effect and victimized by what was going on. I was in a complete sensory overwhelm. There were people playing instruments and music that was too loud and 
just out of harmony tunes and and this and that and drum over here drummer over here and didgeridoo over here and it was just very like overwhelming and I was just so resisting to it and and very much like this is not what I expected I wanted the nice music what's going on I hate this like when is this going to end like what's going on uh sort of experience and just resisting and like uh, very, very different from a first ceremony. I couldn't tell if the music was actually different, which is probably was, but, um, but it was very, uh, it, it was very much, um, basing my experience on the inside based on what was going on on the outside. And I got stuck in a loop of resistance and not being able to move through that. And there was several times points where I walked almost to the edge of something and I almost almost saw what is it that I wasn't willing to look at but I stepped away from it uh I I just there was like a lack of willingness to to be to step into the vulnerability and and the risk of what you know I needed to see and that I didn't want to see it and one of the things that uh, I got to almost to see and it quite wasn't there there was this um sense of disappointment a major dis it was like life accumulated lifetimes of failures and disappointment as well as from this lifetime of just business failures and things that i dealt with but didn't quite process the disappointment as well as the betrayal and the heartbreak and what happened with uh, my ex-partner and lover who, you know, left me after the pregnancy test, if you guys, as you guys know, and, and processing the, um, the, the, still the shame and the humiliation and the disappointment and, and all those things that still remain, you know, partially unprocessed because there's a lot in there. Right. And then, and then, um, I was, but I wasn't quite willing to go there. So for eight hours, I was stuck in this loop of dread and almost um, uh, just you're stuck. It feels like you're stuck in a in a nightmare. You can't quite get out of. And, you know, at the same time, I knew that I had a complete control over my mind. And that's what was said to me um, at the beginning of the ceremony, you know, was you know i <laughs> it's gonna sound super woo uh, you know people say you know she talks to me they talk about the mother ayahuasca talks to you and whatever and when she said to me was you know you can keep you can stay in control of your mind because i know you need that right so i kept the control of my thinking the whole time i could control my thinking but emotionally what i was experiencing i couldn't control uh, because that's how it was shown to me what I needed to um, transform, if that makes any sense. And so, um, let's see. Um, so, uh, uh, basically, it was being shown, but I wasn't quite willing to go there and experience it fully because I was so afraid of experiencing the weakness and the and the emotions that I was really wanting to hide away from and the disappointment and the grief and, um, and all that. And so eventually, you know, it, it wore off and then I, I went to rest and, 
And I was very, very confused. And I was talking to um, the facilitator, the shaman, and I was like, can you help me interpret this? What's going on here? Why? Uh, and, you know, and he, he told me, you know, from where I was watching, you were just so attached to what was happening on the outside and you were so unwilling to go inwards and to face whatever you were being shown. It was, you were just like, you were not wanting to take the second cup and whatever and um, just very much resisting. Well, the good news is that it didn't end there. You know, it was the hours after I was like starting to get a lot of insights into um, what it is that is really standing in my way. And one of the things that I saw even this morning, still just feeling very, very, um, you know, at the effect of, you know, feeling the effects of this. Um, what I saw was, you know, I didn't want, you know, this happened, the ceremony was on Saturday and on Monday, you know, I teach QLE at 9am, uh, in my program, I teach mindset and strategy session. And I was, uh, I was like, wow, like I <laughs> don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't feel strong. Like I don't want to teach, like, I don't want to look weak on camera. People are used to me teaching a certain way and inspiring everybody and that's why they want coaching for me because that's who I am for them I'm, I'm like the inspiration I'm the strong person I'm the positive I'm the you know I always have my shit together and you know time blocks and this and that right like um how do I even show up in in this extremely vulnerable place and then I realized this is exactly like where you know if I do that if I hide and I just fake it. Um, I'm, I'm misleading them, right? Because uh, because I have this persona of the superwoman and have it all together. And and if I keep showing up like that, I'm misleading them because it is not authentic. We cannot all always be a superwoman. It's it's a shade um, of the imposter syndrome. I'm not worthy unless I am always strong always a superwoman, always have everything together. I'm not worthy unless I am that, right? And the funny thing is when you believe it, like people really do acknowledge you as a superwoman all the time, right? So it's like kind of like you get the confirmation and I'm not worthy of love and respect unless I do that. And um, I had to face that and I had to show up this morning on the call and you know, I shared with my clients what I went through um, and um, sort of just, you know, like bear with me. I don't have my thoughts quite working right yet because it was very little sleep involved in the past few days. And and at the same time, I think this is, you know, whether, like, I don't know, plant medicine is for everybody. It's definitely not. And it doesn't matter. There's 350,000 different modalities that you can take on to do your spiritual growth and this is just the tool right as one of the many tools that you can use you know whether it be meditation whether it be working with a coach whether it be working with a healer uh you know doing journaling um you know i i experiment and i try to a lot of i try a lot of different tools and and this happens to me be one of them and i think i'm definitely going to do it again it's definitely uh very very powerful 
um, how quickly you are shown exactly what's in the way without the guessing game. It's not you making it up. It's you're literally shown through your emotions and your imagination and the visuals. What is it that that is in your way? So, um, so you know this this is definitely part of the journey I'm, I'm going on a little bit and I literally like did not prepare a single bullet point for this because I just wanted to share with you honestly what what happened there and I know this is going to you know um and maybe not right because we're all uh on the spiritual path even though we're we're also just very committed to business people too uh but uh I, I wanted to share this because I do think um, I do think if you, if you like, this is what we were put here to do, right. And do our spiritual work and it's part of business and business is a spiritual tool and, um, and how you show up with people, you know, doing your seven day retreats and running your program and whatever, like that's another tool for spiritual transformation, just like doing ayahuasca is right. So anyway, I wanted to, this, this is like a somewhat of a difficult and different episode to, uh, to record. If, if all of you, any of you have questions about it, like feel free to reach out to me. The best way to connect with me is as, as you guys know, over DM on Facebook, really, um, you know, and, um, cause, or send me an email too. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all right too. Um, and if you have questions, and I'm, I'm happy to share more, but, um, thank you so much for listening to this. Um, I hope this isn't too much information and, uh, uh, it's funny enough. Like last time I shared about the Aboga experience. Um, I think I had a bunch of our clients just share, like they have done, um, different kinds of plant medicine already, and they use it as a regular school tool on their spiritual journey. So I'm, um, you know, I'm a little bit late to the game, but, uh, it's right for you when it's right for you, I think. Um, so anyway, um, you know, in the next episodes, I'll go back to you know some business coaching, but I think, um, I think, um, if, you know, perhaps this inspires you to do more work on yourself and more unblocking and, and again, it's when it's really painful and when it really hurts is when you're doing the deepest most confrontational work because you're really confronting the ego so anyhow i will uh see you guys on the next episode to continue the conversation i want to invite you to join our next seven day retreat uh, that we're doing and you can do so by sending the word retreat to 66866 and that will get you registered and we'll see you there